This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by... Ignition Inc. 2016, Artist Alley Evolved. It is January 30th, 2016 from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Over 40 different artists and creators are selling artwork and creations. The tables will be filled with artists, creators, game board designers, authors, and more. Also, do is the first 100 people through the door get free burn bags. As well as there's going to be some amazing special cosplay guests, as well as the Cantina Arcade, which is sponsored by our friends from Free Play Florida and the Pinball Lounge. Yep, they're going to have a variety of arcade games and pinball machines, and there's going to be console video game tournaments sponsored by the Hourglass Brewery. Also, the Renaissance Nerds will be painting live at 1 p.m., and they're amazing. They're three artists on one canvas. You can't miss it. The Coffee Shop of Horrors is going to be there giving out free coffee samples. They'll be selling their coffees. And, of course, our boys from AG at Productions will be taking pictures in front of their green screen. And Deuce is going to be an official after party at the Hourglass Brewery starting at 6 p.m. Following video game tournaments, special deals, delicious brews, live performances by musician Billy Floyd and the dance group Mystic Flares. That's right. And all you got to do is go to www.ignitioninc.com or facebook.com forward slash ignitioninc. The tickets are $6 online or they're going to be $8 at the door. You definitely want to check it out. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce sent you. My name is Johnny Womack, and I've got my tag team partner, Deuce! What's going on, brother? And of course, we are the 10-time tag team champions of the world! <laughs> Deuce and Johnny! For the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Of course, we're having a lot of fun. Uh, we are the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are a twice-weekly podcast, dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. That is very true. But there is one thing that we're missing. The it, deuce salute! That's right. What Do it would up. be a DX entrance without a crotch chop? I and know. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, man. But speaking of WWE, I know you've you've been pent up with a week with your thoughts about oh, WWE. Oh, dude. So uh, like, I've, like... Because like, you wouldn't tell me anything. You're like, wait till the show. Wait till the show. So... Well, I've been doing a lot. I've actually been doing special homework that Deuce does not know what I've been doing. Um, we'll get into that in a second, but we just want to give a big shout out to everyone that's been listening and following us throughout, th- throughout the past uh, year and a half, and we're 130 episodes strong, and mm-hmm. big shout out to our friend Corey, uh, he was awesome on our last two episodes, and of course this is going to be episode 131, dropping on Friday, and we're very excited to kind of get, our, we have a wrestling fan base out there, Deuce, that, that likes what we do. Yeah, and, and we kind of gotten away from that for yeah, a while. Yeah, we haven't second. talked to yeah. about, about so wrestling in a little while. back to that. And uh, there's a lot been going on. We want, kind of wanted to catch everyone up because a lot of news has been happening and whatnot. And a few maybe by the time we're recording this, May or after recording this, because this is going to drop on Friday, we might have a few acquisitions in the WWE. We'll get into that later. And, of course, our good friends from Grapple Maniacs, which is an awesome group on Facebook. You need to go to Grapple Maniacs on yeah. Facebook. Our yeah. good friend Sean Cook, and we have Justin Martin, all the boys there, Brian McCord, all of our good friends there that have been posting and stuff. They actually sent us questions that we'll do at the very end of the show. So stay tuned for that. It was really, really cool. Very nice of them to ask us questions there. Um, before we get into the full news, Deuce, uh, we also want to tell everyone, of course, if you like what you what we if you like what you hear, please give us a review. We're on 
give us a five-star review on iTunes and on Stitcher, as well as uh, follow us on SoundCloud as well. Leave us some comments. We've been getting some comments lately yeah, on yeah, our uh, episodes, awesome. which is really cool. We love the feedback. Keep it coming. Keep it coming, Deuce. We're ready to go strong into 2016. Yeah. Really ready to just you know take it by storm. We have some amazing guests. How many guests. checks have you written wrong so far? I've written a couple where I put 2015 yeah, on them. Same here. I'm not used to writing 2016 yet. No. Uh, but, Deuce, this is our wrestling episode. Maybe we'll call it our Pro Wrestling Report 2016. There you go. We'll kind of call it that for this episode. Yeah. Uh, just kind of uh, a smorgasbord, if you will, of uh, suplexes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we're, we're – lots going on, Deuce. Uh, I want to ask you, have you, are you up to date on Raw, or did you get a chance to watch Raw yet? I am up to date on Raw. i not going to lie, though. A lot of times Raw, I watch when I'm like, going to bed, so right. I get like half of it. Are you but caught up on all the news with Raw? Yes. I watched Raw last okay. night, and I watched all of it just because I knew we were going to talk about it sure. today. Yeah. So I've been catching up. I'm not going to lie. I've been totally slacking on SmackDown, and I'm not that caught up on NXT, but that's to say I was caught up to begin with on NXT. Sure, sure. I usually catch NXT like when it's a takeover. Sure. Or if somebody's like, yeah. hey, this match was really, really good. You need to check Absolutely. it out. Then I'll go and find Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, I don't watch it every week, but it, Raw I usually watch every week. Well, uh, good thing you brought that up because the previous SmackDown before was our the Super SmackDown Live, which I actually give big props to WWE because it was a live event, and I actually really liked it. I, I felt like it it gave some it reinvigorated that program, and the matches were really great. The, everyone was super into it, super hyped. Um, Kevin Owens, Adolph Ziggler, and Dean Ambrose, and all the people that were in it. Yeah. Or just super, super hyped and super into it. And I kind of like that dynamic. That might be something USA checks out because, of course, we know now, Deuce, SmackDown is coming to Tuesday nights uh, on, no, or Thursday, Thursday nights yeah. on, um, USA on USA Network now. They moved from Sci-Fi to USA Network. And, of course, Deuce, it was announced back in mid-December that the, the new voice of SmackDown for the new year yeah. is going to be uh, Mario Ranallo, who actually, uh, for those that are a big big into MMA. He actually was the lead announcer for Strike Force M- MMA. And of course, he also did Championship Boxing on Showtime. So like he's oh, wow. he's been doing broadcasting for like 30 plus years. Yeah. So he's the dude's got a pedigree. And he's a super fanboy of WWE. Like he's been following WCW and WWE since he was a kid. So like he oh, wow. he's a play-by-play guy, which is really great cuz I think that's what we need. It's something that's been lacking and of course, all of our fans and friends on Grapple Maniacs have also been very vocal about the weakness of commentating lately as of late in the past five years it's been really weak uh but i think uh mario uh mario will uh actually bring some freshness to it um also hopefully people will kind of check in smackdown to see yeah. the new guy uh and see what he does because i wanted to get your take on pretty much overall state of announcing in in wrestling in general well, especially I, wwe wwe is pretty bad because i mean monday night you've got jbl now i do like jbl don't get me wrong and you've got michael cole and then you've got that new guy and then... By, well, yeah, Byron Saxton, right? Byron Saxton. Yeah. Yeah. And then on Thursday night, you had The King, and then you had... Rich something. I forget his last yeah, name. There, yeah. Th- there's two other new kids. Yeah. Um, well, and Booker T's on there on SmackDown. Oh, ba- and Booker T's on SmackDown. Yeah. Well, I like Booker T, so that's good. And I like The King. So usually, to me, it seems like there's only one or two weak parts to each one, but I don't know. The announcing isn't gelling. Like... I remember back in the day when it used to be King and Jr. and they were phenomenal. And well, like, that, that's my question I posed to you, and of course our Grapple Maniacs people and all of our friends that love pro wrestling. Do you prefer the two or the three man booth? Because I I'm almost in the mind mindset of like I prefer the two man booth, because the two man booth you had the play by play guy and you had the color commentator, 
and the play-by-play would obviously play-by-play, do all the moves. And then, of course, the color commentary would usually is someone that's been in the industry, a former wrestler yeah. or coach or manager yeah. that would kind of give Somebody you Somebody give you some insight. Exactly. Yeah. You know, give you, give you you pull back the curtain a little bit, if you will. And I kind of appreciated that. And I, I feel like you know, Jerry was a former professional wrestler, so I feel like you know, he had a lot of insight. To say. And he was really funny, and he yeah. was a heel announcer, which yeah. is something that the WWE did really well was you had – you had JR, which was more of a face, you know, you yeah. didn't really think of like there's a heel announcer, but like, yeah, I yeah, mean, he was, he was he a heel, you know, Jerry was, Jerry guy. was like the heel announcer when the rock was doing his heel turn. He was all like about the rock. Then when rock was good, he was like, nah, I don't want the rock anymore. You know, yeah. like when CM Punk was super heel and, and no one liked him, he was all for CM Punk. Then when CM Punk became a heel that everyone loved, uh, a la so cold, he kind of like flipped the script. Uh, but I loved it because it felt fresh. And also, I, I follow JR. Uh, he has a podcast as well on Podcast One. Um, mm-hmm. And it's called The Ross Report. I don't know if you've heard it. I haven't heard it, but it's I've actually really things. good. Yeah. Because he kind of he talks a lot about where he was in the industry and how he watches all the programs. You know, he watches Ring of Honor and, and Lucha Underground and. Um, that's the one you got to keep your eye on. That's the up and comer. Yeah, and you know he's watching that. And Jeff Jarrett's new promotion, Global Force Wrestling. Global Force Wrestling yeah, yeah, he's he's checking up on that stuff. And so like he he kind of has that you know the he's at the finger on the pulse of all those wrestling promotions, and he he's very well uh, obviously well versed in all that. But I love when he brings old. He brought in which I thought was really fascinating. He brought in Justin Roberts, who was. A ring announcer. He's a young kid. You probably remember him. He was at, De- at Lakeland when we were in Lakeland. Oh, yeah. He's a annou- ring announcer, in-ring right. announcer, and he's been doing it for 12 years, and, of course, he got let go mm-hmm. about, I think, a year and a half ago, and, of course, he's writing a book about that. Yeah. And it was interesting to hear about how he started off, how WWE went through the process of having him go through it, and they actually stuck him in, like, co- play-by-play commentating, yeah. and he was horrible at it. He hated it. Yeah. And it, wasn't, it was almost like whenever uh, Michael Cole or someone would go on vacation, You'd have you'd have him come in as like a replacement. Right. That's kind of if you guys remember, that's how uh, Michael Cole really got his start. Michael Cole, when he first started out, he was the back backroom guy. He was like, yeah, the, yeah. you know, and then of course when, uh, unfortunately, when Jr. got his uh, second uh, case of Bell's palsy, he he was gone for like a month, two months, um, yeah. and so Michael Cole pretty much stuck, you know, uh, was a stand-in, uh, if you will, and he did okay. Uh, you know, it's funny because like, you you look at the three-man booth now. Booker T is funny. He flubs a lot when he talks just because he's excited, but I like his passion there. Yeah, like I don't even mind the flubs because he's so passionate, and I feel like he's one of the few people that isn't getting stuff like, hey, say this, say this next. Right, exactly. It's like you feel like he's saying what he feels. Don't forget to mention this. Don't forget to mention Totino's. It's a sponsor of SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't forget to tell him it's double Slurpees at 7-Eleven this month. (laughs) What's true, though? Yeah. Like, I hate that because you feel like most of the time they're not talking about the current match. They're talking about what happened, what transpired earlier, or what's going to happen. And, of course, don't forget, we've got the Royal Rumble coming up, blah, blah, and like and you're like not even talking about the match that she's in, you know? Yeah, it's like, like let's focus on right now. Let's quit quit thinking about ten minutes later, or, you know, ten weeks down the line. Like I understand you got to build up the pay per views, you got to build up matches, you got to build up storylines, but let people soak in what's going exactly, on. Exactly, you, you know, can pepper it in, but you don't need it to. And also, uh, the meal. also like what you just said, Jr. said this several times on his podcast and on his jrbarbecue.com is he has a blog there, which is really fascinating. Uh. Obviously, you can tell we're big fanboys of him. He's he was great. Um, but uh, like he he even says that you, sometimes you need to have time to breathe. 
Yeah. You know, you need to let let people see the action unfold. You can't just be talking the whole time because yeah. a lot of times that we've noticed, especially with uh, JBL, Byron Saxton, and uh, Michael Cole, they they kind of run over each other a lot. Like they they, yeah. they trip over each other, and sometimes they're arguing. And because JBL is a heel announcer, he has yeah. to like go overboard with the arguing and yeah. and whatnot. And I just and also for a hot minute. Uh, Jimmy Uso was in the booth for a while, remember? And he was in there for a while because Jay was hurt. And so, like, he was, like, a guest announcer. And, like, it just got really well, confusing. remember they did that with CM Punk for a while. When well, CM, CM Punk, Punk was, was great hurt. at it. CM yeah, Punk was CM amazing Punk, at it. I'll tell you what, right now, like, they should call CM Punk back and be like, hey, you want to be an announcer? He was great. Like, he, in the, was he, he was great yeah. in, as, an, as a commentator. I he really made like, me want to watch. And the yeah. thing is... I would watch matches normally I'd fast forward through yeah. just to see what he was going to say exactly. because he was so good on the mic. Exactly. But so I want to tell you the homework that I've been doing because this okay. kind of leads up to what we've been doing. I pretty much, not everything, I pretty much took it upon myself to start back 1998. Okay. The birth of the Attitude Era. Okay. And I went and I've watched all the all the Raws and Smackdowns all the way up to 2000. How the hell did you do that? That's a shitload I, of stuff night, to watch. At night. Yeah. Uh, and on my phone. My phone's been very helpful. So thank you, WWE Network, which is 999. Uh, I actually, and not, not in one month. This has been the course yeah. of a few months, obviously. Yeah. But I actually decided to watch it because I wanted to see why. Because people always go back to the Attitude Era as like the litmus test, like the, the show of what really great WWE wrestling was. Yeah. And it wasn't because, it, sure, it was edgy. They, they showed some TNA, and it was very, you know, a lot of, I mean, there's literally a scene which something shocked me how they were on television. Like, yeah. I, and it wouldn't fly today. For example, this is back when Shawn Michaels was commissioner, which, A, what I'm doing about this is I'm telling you all the things that I love where WWE, if I was in creative, would yeah. go back to this era yeah. and and take things. You don't they've have, got the tape library. They have they the tape library. It. You mean, don't have to be edgy either. You could still do things in the PG era and clean yeah. it up. But, for example, this would never fly in the PG era, Deuce. They had Shawn Michaels as a commissioner. And, of course, this is the ver the birth of the authority, the corporation, if you will, went yeah. back when uh, uh, The Rock was the corporate champion. Remember, he turned yeah. his back on the fans whatever. Really cool term, by the way. Uh, and you had Boss Man. I mean, I was, I was like reliving like the glory years of the best – Television paper, I mean wrestling and television, television and yeah. I was just so excited because like I forgot about all these characters and like I yeah. forgot about Boss Man, rest in peace. You know, I forgot yeah. all about him because you think like when you think Big Boss Man, you think like eighties rock and wrestling, but you forgot he came back and he had like he had amazing run with the the one with him and Big Show. Well, he he, he was also a casket he was also a hardcore champion. I forgot yeah. all about that. Uh, him and Mankind had a feud, and I was like, man, this is great. And he came in the all black. Oh, he was yeah, like he, dude, he went like the security outfit. He looked legit. Kinda, yeah. He looked legit. Yeah. Uh, him and China had a feud. Like it was really yeah. cool. But I was so I'm watching this this Attitude Era, and I'm like, there's no way they would have because what happened was Shawn Michaels was trying to go in, into the arena and he got locked out. Yeah. And you see someone call his name, which sounded like Vince McMahon. And yeah. they cut to black. They come back. Shawn Michaels is face down into a windshield of a car. And he's blood just dripping off his face. It yeah. looked legit, even though it was yeah. probably a work. But it looked legit. And, like, blood's dripping off his face. I mean, he looks like he has a broken nose. Like, the glass is shat. Like, he has pieces of glass on his face. Like, he is... There is no way this would improve in a PG era. But mm. I'm just like, stuff like that you don't need. No. But what I'm thinking is I like the idea of a commissioner because it kind of... 
spices things up a little bit. It gives you because remember back in the day when you had the drafts for the it yeah. gave Raw and SmackDown legitimacy. Like that especially and they were brands. Like when there was a brand split and you only had Raw pay per views and you only had SmackDown pay per views. I loved it though. And it was only the big four where they would all come together. The rest right. of the time it was like right. this month's Raw pay per views. It gave you it gave you like it gave you like a legitimacy. It also gave you like you want to need two months to build up a pay per view because exactly. like once Raw got done with their pay per view they knew they had the next month off. Then yep. the month after was their pay-per-view, so they'd have two months to build a storyline. Same thing with SmackDown, so you you had more time to build up because the problem is there's months where there's two pay-per-views in a month where there's like two weeks and it's another pay-per-view. Yeah. Now, the good news is we've got the WWE Network, so we're not paying the $60 sure. for each show. Sure. But still, you've got to make it to where people want to watch or people just aren't going to tune in. Well, so that's one thing that I hope WWE uh, – main point of watching this is to see what made the Attitude Era great. One of the main th- things that made the Attitude Era great was having a commissioner, something – especially a former wrestler that has a little bit of heat to it. Yeah. And I also love the, 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 the uh, double agent thing where we had the – also forgot how awesome. I mean, we always go back to it, but like the New Age Outlaws were a great tag team, and oh, they yeah. and they they weren't just great in the ring, but they, I forgot how much they were great on the mics and how you know they they, they just really gave it. They gave it a hundred percent every single time mm-hmm. that they were in that ring, and so for me, it's like when they did, they were like, oh, well, we're gonna side. This is when DX was trying to split, and they're like, oh, we're we're on, we're gonna be on the corporate side, and how they, they only pretended to be on the corporate side, and at the moment they flipped the switch, uh, script on them. And I just love the dynamic there of, of you don't know what's going to happen. And right now yeah. in the age of the Internet and Lords of, Lords of Pain's Amazing and all these other websites out there yeah. that have all this stuff, they know things ahead of time, right? Yeah. Or they get tapes or stuff early. Yeah. And for us smart marks, quote-unquote, uh, we love to research this stuff, and it's great. But the only problem with that is sometimes you don't – that moment of, you know, when someone comes back, you know about it months of time. And I like that that fact where the internet was still at the new age and you didn't know everything when someone yeah. came back into the arena for the first time you were shocked you were stunned you yeah, couldn't believe you know, it yeah but like for example chris jericho came back to raw recently everyone knew he's coming back it wasn't came a surprise. Back last night yeah he so, came back yeah. recently yeah and he didn't no one i mean he was great he did good but i just like no no there was no surprise there yeah. that's why i love sometimes when you bring in these fresh young guys from nxt or you know that brand alone is really just reinvigorating the whole genre in my personal opinion. Well, I like it when you have like uh, somebody come up from NXT because 90% of the audience, including myself, don't know what to expect. So when I see this guy, he's from NXT, I'm like, oh, he got called up from NXT. He must be pretty hot. Let's see what happens. Like with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens blew my socks off. Like that guy is phenomenal. He, 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 He's amazing. We're going to tackle some questions at the end of the year, like favorite performer, favorite matches, and all that favorite, you know, all that yeah. stuff later at the end, end of the episode. But Kevin Owens is really like this taking everything by storm, taking the WB by storm, and uh, he deserves it. He's been busting his ass for 16 years, um, and he's you know he's finally in the limelight, so to speak. But another thing that made the, the Raw, at the Attitude Era, was the slow burn, Deuce. Yeah. The slow burn. Where is the slow burn? There is no more slow burn. There's it's no there's no, ma- there's no feuds. Yeah. There's no storylines. I mean, you get something. This is what happens now. WWE, typical WWE now. You get an amazing uh, Undertaker, Bray Wyatt. You get a month. And then you do a pay per view, and then it's over. It's it's gone. Like yeah. they, they they you don't ever talk about the feud ever again. Yeah. But dude, when The Rock was hot, and then he did a heel turn with the corporate, and then him and Stone Cold were having a bout, and then Shane McMahon was coming yeah. into the picture. Like once that pay per view was over, the feud kept going. 
It was yeah. it, you. You had you didn't have a thirty day feud. You had like two three months feud, and then yeah. when the characters were changed or whatever, like you felt you felt it. Like it meant something. And now yeah. it's like you have thirty days to do a feud, and then when the thirty days are over, that's it. See ya. And the thing during the Attitude Era that the the modern era has got to figure out how to do is they knew how to make a feud that didn't involve a title belt. They knew exactly. how to make feuds about okay. Me and you were tag team partners, and you turned on me. Now we've got a feud, or hey, we're feuding over having the same girlfriend, or hey, yep. like they made feuds out of things that didn't involve titles, and it made them interesting to where they mattered. You wanted to watch, which and it gave the mid carters some some legitimacy yeah, as well. Because like, right now the mid carters are just a joke unless they've got the intercontinental title. I mean, look what happened. I mean, I hate to say this, and a lot of our friends are going to agree with this too, but I hate this. I hate what they did with Damian Sandow. Damian yeah. Sandow was hotter than anything when him and Miz, dude, they were they yeah. were on top of the world, dude. The crowd was, I mean, they were so over. And what are the, either of them doing now? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. What Miz TV again? And, and Damian Sandow is not what he's on Superstars. He's not even on Raw or SmackDown anymore. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a hot minute. And yeah. dude, the dude was so over. Like yeah, he was, buy, people over. were buying merch from this guy. He was like, he would be. The, I love this. Love the whole thing where it'd be like Miz would raise his arms and be everyone go boo. Yeah. And then Sandow would put his hands up. The crowd would go nuts. Yeah. It'd be like yeah. You know, like I, he was so over. They dropped the ball on him. No. Another guy that got dropped the ball on is Cesaro, dude. That guy gets the ball dropped on him repeatedly, and he's hurt right now too, and that that doesn't help him any. But like the whole thing with him and Tyson Kidd, they were and Kidd got hurt, not his fault either. Uh, best wishes from the happy hour to both of you guys. Are both yeah, injured right now? We, we want you a speedy yeah. recovery. I hope you guys can come back because Deuce and I were loving what him and uh, him and Natalia were doing as like a, th- a trio. Like it was yeah. an awesome they were doing. Uh, last WrestleMania, right? Like they were doing great stuff. Hope they can get back together because I hope so too. They like were both to a great tandem. I really love the good trio there. I really love what they were doing. But like, I feel like the WWE gets talent. They don't know what to do with them. No, I look think how it's exactly uh, right. we're talking about on Grapple Maniacs today about the 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 poor execution of the Ascension in WWE. Like they were a hottest thing on NXT. They were like the tag team. Yeah. They were like reincarnation of the Road Warriors but even like darker. Like the Brooder World Warriors had a baby. Like yeah. it was so dark. And the WWE is literally mock them. They're mocking them. They're like, to the point now where they're basically stooges for Stardust. It's like the last time I saw them on TV, it was the two of them were basically working mm-hmm. for Stardust as, like, his goons. And I'm like... Yeah, they're just jobbing now. The, yeah. And they don't have... I mean, I, if I were them, I would feel just so, like, offended. Because I feel like if you're not John Cena, it you don't matter. And that's and I don't think that's fair because Stone Cold gave it to Vince McMahon on his podcast saying, hey, you know, you dropped a ball on the Cesaro gimmick. You dropped a ball on that guy. That guy was over. When he won the Andre the, Andre the Giant Battle Memorial Royale, Memorial Battle Royal. Sorry, it's hard to say. Yeah, that that was definitely a mouthful <laughs> on that one. Yeah, uh, that next Raw, uh, of course, it's 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 post WrestleMania Raw. Yeah, he was so over, dude. Like he was just as over as Daniel Bryan. I'm yeah. go back Easy. and watch that tape because I yeah. watched that episode recently. And when he tossed uh, Big Show over over the the ropes or whatever in WrestleMania, oh my god! And I also go back to him and Cena had one of the best matches I've seen in the last five years of Raw. I, I looked it up too. It's February fourteenth. Uh, 2000 or February 17, 2014. It was him and Cena. They put on one of the best in-ring performances I've seen on Raw in, in a long time. Yeah. Go back to that. You can now because WWE Network on the Raw Replays tab. Go check it out. Fantastic match. Because Cena doesn't get enough credit for him helping elevate matches. Because no, sure, he, does. He, yeah. he gets crapped on because you know he doesn't have a huge library of moves or whatever. Uh, he's excellent on the Mikey sells merch. Kids love him. You know he he's great. He he's great for what he is. I, 
but he helps elevate matches like no other. The dude sells moves so well. Like, and, and with him and Cesaro, like, sorry, I'm fanboying over here. Yeah. Uh, Cesaro, I, I'm. I wish you the best. We wish you the best from the happy hour. We we hope you have a speedy recovery. But now Daniel Bryan's out. You got a lot of people that are out now. So yeah. it's like, who do you have? Seth Rollins uh, is Seth out. Seth Rollins yeah. out. You have uh, Randy Orton's out. Like all these yep. people are out. They're gone out of yeah. commission. And so it's like you got to have something to fill the void. You and know, you don't, and that's the problem. And it felt like they were scrambling. It felt like they didn't know what they were going to do next. And they finally, finally, yeah. after a year, yeah. they finally are doing something right with Roman Reigns. Finally, yeah, they're finally. They, getting but Roman they Reigns they've been over. screwing up his his his, his character. Push his pu- I mean, now he's finally getting some push, and he's starting to get over now. Finally, and I think he I think he's done a really good job, and he's really fought it. Because think about it, the guy has got screwed over the, out of the title. I mean, if you're, I mean, even just Roman Reigns is a human being. Like character aside, like. I, I would feel like I've been put through the ringer. I'm finally getting the belt, finally. And now yeah. you have to go uh, through a battle. At first, at first, I've seen in a long time that you're in a, a Royal Rumble. Like, yeah, well, that that was interesting when they announced that yeah. last night. And I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. Sure. For this year, if you didn't notice, uh, uh, Monday night they announced it on Raw. This year, normally when you win the Royal Rumble, you get a shot at the title at WrestleMania. This year, when you win Royal Rumble, you get the title that night right then so it's like i I don't know how i feel about well i don't know how i feel about it in a couple of reasons because i also feel like the battle the royal rumble or battle royale whatever uh i also feel like wwe in 2015 and in 2014 were were using that uh spectacle more often than they should have because you got the Andre the giant uh more about a royale you had like four other four different times last year that you got uh Royal Rumble matches, and I was just like, but you're if you if you if you, you do the Royal Rumble match so many times throughout the year, it loses the specialness of the Royal Rumble pay per view. Well, I don't know because I I liked it when they did the Battle Royal before the WrestleMania, just because it gave you a match where a a lot of people can get WrestleMania paychecks, and two, it, yeah. it you can see a lot of your like there's a lot of people I like that aren't big name stars that wouldn't sure. get on the WrestleMania card, but sure. I got to see them in that match, and I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, but then again, I think that's kind of why they should have left, and I hope they keep the money in the bank at – have a money in the bank match at, you know, have one at WrestleMania. I, I agree. Because you could still have the pay-per-view and one at WrestleMania because that's only two briefcases Or a year. do it somewhere our friends are saying on Grapple Maniacs, like have someone win, have someone win like that you wouldn't expect win yeah. and have to go defend it, you know, at WrestleMania or whatever. Have, yeah. Give someone so, – even if it's someone that you're unsure of, you want to just give a three-month – or what is it? Three months. Three month push. Yeah. Just just to see how it goes. Because I think that's a great way of kind of sure you don't want to give it to like Heath Slater or something crazy yeah. like that. But I'm just saying like give it to somebody that's been busting their butt like a Kevin Owens who doesn't have a title right now. Yeah. Like imagine him. I mean, I think Kevin Owens just gave legitimacy to the Intercontinental title. Like and nothing against uh, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is great, but I felt like when when Kevin Owens had the intercontinental title like he meant it meant something to him and like he fought his butt off oh yeah for that title like oh, all yeah. of his matches were like just we're insane. they were great so we're gonna take a small break uh and when we get back i'm gonna talk a little bit about ring of honor tna and uh, lucha underground this episode of the happy hour is brought to you by video games monthly video games monthly is a monthly subscription service that delivers retro video games right to your door VGM is a must for gamers who own classic gaming systems from the 80s to the 2000s. VGM offers 3, 4, and even 10 game subscriptions for the NES, SNES, 
Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis, and now both Game Boy and Game Boy Color. And best of all, you keep the games. Every month, they send out a variety of well-known retro favorites and the unique ones to make sure you consistently get a well-rounded gaming experience. Take a look at their website at www.videogamesmonthly.com to sign up for a monthly variety of retro video games. And remember to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Hour with uh, Johnny and Deuce. You wanted to talk about Ring of Honor and TNA and Lucha Underground. Yeah, because you know we we talk so highly. I think we're all unanimous that NXT is a really good brand, and it's all about the in ring action. It's right. not really about you know the the promos and all. All they they've done a good job with the Tyler Breeze getting a good character. They've done a good job uh, getting characters out of NXT. But I also think I've been really impressed by Ring of Honor lately. And Ring of Honor the last couple months is I I don't have. Uh, the way to watch it, so I have, uh, I don't have a, a legitimate way to watch it. So I have to go over and um, a friend sends me a link to whatever, and I'm, it's yeah. not like I don't have cable, so I, I get a way to watch it, and I've just been blown away by what I've seen with Ring of Honor. Yeah, the, the the matches have been stellar. I actually watched it uh, the other night. I was flipping through the channels, and it was when we were on vacation. It's on Wednesday nights. Yeah, it was. It was actually a Saturday night. Was it, it maybe was it's on, a recap replay? Or well, something? no, it was on. Um, because I've got that huge sports package. One yeah. of the channels I get is called Nesh, and it's actually the New England sports home. Oh, and interesting. So it's out of New England, and it's oh, part of like my sports package. But anyway, so they had it on, and I watched it, and it was Stevie Richards versus somebody. And I was like, oh, man, I am – like literally I stopped it because Stevie Richards was on. I was like, I ain't seen Stevie Richards in a minute. So I watched it, and I was like, that match is really good. Long story short, I sat down and watched like 45 minutes because that match was so good. I'm like, let's check out the next match. I'm like, damn, that match was good too. Uh, that's me, one know. thing I've noticed is like the ending performances I has been really good, and I don't, I don't, I still think they have a lot of work to do if they're trying to build promos because I don't, I don't, I think NXT has that market. Really, they have it, they have the formula to build promos, but I don't know if Ring of Honor. But but to be fair, Ring of Honor has never really been about. The promos and, and creating characters. They've been about the in-ring ability, you know. Yeah, they've been more the in-ring action. That's where you have yeah. the CM Punks and the Daniel Bryans and everybody, you know, yeah. Brian Danielson at, uh, yeah. at the time, um, coming from that era. Well, you even know. Uh, Kevin Owens, a.k.a. Kevin Steen, was yep. in our age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the, the Chris Heroes. I mean, you have all the people that, you yeah. know, have had a legitimacy and name uh, to themselves that have come from that era. And Ring of Honor, I I wish Ring of Honor was more available because someone like me who has access, I have I have basic cable. I don't have like yeah. the full on uh, package, so I don't get uh, unless I'm happen to flip it on on like eleven or midnight on whatever channel it is, a local channel. Yeah, I happen it's, to, yeah, it's, it's that weird. Sinclair yeah. station we get yeah. out of Tampa. Yeah, yeah. so I, like I happen to follow it, but like a friend of mine just sends me a link that I can watch it. Um, and I, I've been impressed with what I've seen. Also, Lucha Underground, uh, they were on they were on Hulu, and then Hulu or they. Him, their Hulu went, didn't see eye to eye, so I haven't been watching it in the last couple of months. But when I was watching well, it, season on, two hasn't come out yet. 
Oh, maybe that's why. Yeah, season two isn't out yet. Okay. Season two, I think. Well, that's why I love it. They set it up months. like a television program, like a legit they do. episode. They do. season. Like they have yeah. the like the the owner, quote unquote owner, in there, and he's all like mafia, Mexican mafia is really cool, and like he has this whole like group that's with him, and 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 they're like doing all these like wheeling and dealing, like backstage stuff. Really, really entertaining, actually. So from I actually like the format a lot. Uh, and in the in-ring stuff, you got John Morrison, like all the people you know are in, in yeah. Lucha Underground, and they're and they're kicking ass. Well, was he Johnny Del Mundo, whatever yeah. his name is, and uh, uh, and uh, you know Alberto Del Rio was there. Was there, and Rey Mysterio's there yeah, now. Yeah, they have so. some really cool in-ring talent, and, and it's it's all about in-ring, you know. Yeah. And they do a really good job with. They have decent production values, but Lucha Underground, I wish was readily available. You have to have it on the El Rey Network, which I know it's additional for packages if you have to get it. No, it's on my regular digital cable. Oh, maybe it is yeah. on your regular digital. Yeah. I know a lot of people I've talked to said they have to buy it extra as like an extra oh, is channel. It? No, okay. Maybe it depends on the maybe provider. Maybe it depends on the provider, but yeah. with Bright House, like I got it when I got my HD box. And, uh, dude, I love it. And I love it. And let me give just a little shout-out to El Rey. El Rey Network is flipping awesome because it's basically programmed by Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. So it's like Lucha Underground, and then it's like – Really cool, like cult classic, like kung fu and like exploitation movies. It's and, very like, really Spike, cool. yeah. Spike TV. Back when Spike was good. But if Spike knew how to get their shit together, it'd be what mm-hmm. Spike would be. But I, I say it's so much better. And also, just for our fans out there, if you get a chance, uh, I think it's it's either called Robert Rodriguez presents or Robert Rodriguez sits down with. It's an interview show where he sits down with directors. Phenomenal, and it's on El Rey, so check it out. But Lucha Underground's where it's at. Yeah, Lucha Underground's great. Uh, also, I, ha- I have to be fair, I haven't watched any of the Global Force Wrestling. Is it even started yet? It, I don't think it's started Jeff Jarrett, yet. Let's, let's preface Jeff Jarrett. This is his baby. This he, is he, his baby. He's separated from Dixie Carter and TNA and yeah. all that, and this is his baby. Uh, and now we'll give you some feedback once we start watching it. And also TNA, poor TNA. Uh, they've dropped the ball so hard. There's no one to really fall for. Uh, MVP is still there, I think, and like there's no one there to care for. They've done a poor job of. I never only been watching it last couple of months, so I haven't been watching it as religiously as the others. Well, you know, it starts on the new network tonight. Yeah, it starts on the new network tonight, and I just felt like the last thing that I've seen of them just, I don't know, it just isn't there. Well, it they feels like compl- a lot better than last week's episode. Because did you hear about that? Yeah. In oh, the in the ratings and everything. Yeah, the ratings are yeah. horrendous. Yeah, literally. <laughs> a, a rerun yeah. of Days <laughs> yep. of Our Lives <laughs> had double the ratings that they had. Yep. And I'm like, no, come on now, you're well, that's, playing. But also, I just I feel like they've been trying to write. They've been trying. They've been on life support for the, like the last three or four years. And like, they've been trying to write that shit for the last three or four years. They, they saw it coming, man. I just, yeah. I, you know that part where Indy, you know, he had that big ball rolling towards him, and after you know. He's trying to, to run away from that ball, and he, he, he he's trying to escape, and, and the ball's getting closer and closer and closer. That's yeah. what I felt like. You know, I feel like that ball is like fate, and TNA is Indiana Jones. And although we know the story, Indiana Jones gets out, escapes, but I just don't see TNA escaping that big ball of death. Well, I, the thing is, is as long as Panda Energy is holding the purse strings, and as say long, that again, Deuce. As long as Panda Energy is holding the purse strings, I think. Say that, that again, Deuce. As long as Panda Energy <laughs> I know, I'm just saying, is, that's my point yeah, altogether. Yeah. Like, uh, how do you trust 
uh, Panda Energy. I well, seeing that it's it's Dixie Carter's father that owns the company, I you know I, I trust him pretty much. So, but I mean, at certain point, even his other investors can be like, "Look, dude, I know you're like giving your daughter a job and everything, but this is ridiculous." Like, because think about it, they're having to take out loans, they're having to you know take out loans on money. There's interest on that money. You know, money adds up after a well, while. Well, there was a very interesting conversation that Mike Tenay, um TNA broadcaster, former WCW broadcaster, uh, an interesting interview he had with Jim Ross on the Ross Report, and they were talking about that, the whole Destination America and the whole FUBAR and all that and, like, ratings and all that stuff. Yeah, and what were his thoughts? I'd love to hear well, that. Well, he, he was very obviously political, you know, PC yeah. or whatever. He's very, you know, oh, you know, I we kind of saw it coming, but we, we're hoping for the best and, you know, yeah. trying to be very political about it and whatnot because, you know, he doesn't want to say anything to infringe on his job or whatever, but... Like he just he saw it kind of happening. Everyone kind of felt like this negative energy in the locker room, and like yeah. this brought no one was happy and stuff. And he said it was very reminiscent. And this is what he said, very uh, allegedly, uh, very reminiscent of the fall of WCW. That's kind of what he felt. Mm. People were kind of unhappy, you yeah. know, and people were feeling like they were underpaid, you know, because you have a lot of you're having people like AJ Styles and all these amazing, uh, you know. Uh, Austin Aries, and like, there's some yeah. amazing people that were in TNA that that are legit performers. James Storm, F- James Storm, just feeling like they they're undervalued, you yeah. know, like they're not they're they're not getting paid what they're worth, you know. And I feel like TNA was just trying to do their best to keep the right to ship, you know. But if you have a bunch of holes in your your boat, you're going under, you know. There's only so much top, so much you can do before you sink. Yeah. And I felt like TNA's has been like the redheaded stepchild for me personally. Like yeah. I just feel like Ring of Honor is doing so great and Lucha Underground's been great. We'll see what happens with Global Force Wrestling. I mean I wish Jeff yeah. Jarrett the best. But NXT and it, you know I feel like for me personally NXT is where it's at. Like that's that's the brand that I'm like I've got my fish hooks in. Like I'm super into NXT. Because we're having we're having discussion on Grapple Maniacs about it as well. And just talk about NXT, how great the brand is and how it's it's bringing up tag teams and how there's all. Yeah, I mean, they're really, like, building. And the thing is, is with NXT, it's a school. Like, they're yeah. there teaching those kids. Mm-hmm. Now, ROH and TNA, they're a brand. They're not teaching anybody no. anything. They're like, all right. Yeah, NXT is legitimately a, a, a developmental yeah. center as well. Yeah. And which brings me to another topic I wanted, because we didn't get to talk about this. Yeah. Pull back the curtain. An episode, we actually touched on it a bit, but you guys never heard it. Because yeah. it was it was so like we forgot about it or whatever it was yeah, like it got dated it got super dated like it was like a hell in a cell or whatever episode we talked about it but it was yeah, like three months after yeah. we we're like ah so let's talk about it now because the season finale of uh, Breaking Ground was last night and uh, Breaking Ground has been fantastic yeah that is it is actually show going it's on been WWE re- Network. It, it, it's something I wish we would have had instead of Tough Enough like I wish that was yeah. Tough Enough feels almost feels like half half assed half baked compared I'll to tell what, you what I think. Breaking Ground would have gotten great ratings for USA. Like Absolutely. If they had showed it on Absolutely. regular TV. Absolutely. It was Because, great. like, as a wrestling fan, you're like, holy shit. Like, we're, like, we're not behind the curtain. They burnt the curtain. Like, we're seeing a lot of things. Yeah. They're talking about salaries and shit. Like, yeah. they, they, they legit said to Apollo Crews, you're the, they called that a double pop raise. They said, you're the... The only person that's got a double pop raise since since you was Kevin Owens, and no one's gotten it this fast. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's interesting how they talk about yeah. double pop raise. Like, obviously they're saying he got a double his a double raise back to back. And like, I just thought that was fascinating, and how yeah. you had the guy like having to fire people, and he felt so bad. Oh yeah, like oh, it's heartbreaking, you know. People are busting their butts, and I love how William Regal, you know, Roy, William Regal is like the. He he comes at it from more of a mental mindset about building promos and building yeah. the character. Yeah. Although he's an amazing in ring technician, he he kind of builds more of that like, all right, what's your character? 
what is he thinking? Why is he talking like that? Do you really want him to talk that way? Like, why are you, you know, yeah. and, and like he spends a lot of time about uh, It's all psychological with I him. Love it. like, I, I love where, it. I love where, it. Where's your head at? Why is yeah. your character doing yeah. this? Like, I like the way he does it. And like some of the things, especially like when ZZ showed up and they were talking to ZZ and like he was like, Dude. look, you need to pull your head out of your What do you ass, think, kid? ZZ? Seriously, let's talk about him real quick because, you know. My uh, part of me has a little bit of favoritism because you know him and I are from the same roots. You know, you're Louisiana. both Louisiana animals. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I kind of have a little bit of love for the guy. And I think he's kind of like the uh, he's kind of like um, internet sweetheart, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Like the internet kind of really rooted internet for him. Internet darling, yeah. internet darling, and whatnot. And uh, he just he doesn't have the cardio. Like I think he has a look that's interesting, and I like his, his look I'll, is interesting. And I, he's a big yeah. guy, and he he says you know he's strong. It's yeah. it's not that he's not strong. It's just he, he, he tires out yeah. fast. Yeah, I think he if he if he lost like twenty pounds of fat, you know, I think that would help him. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be fat because look at one of my favorite guys in the UFC, Big Country Roy Nelson. He's fat as fuck, but his cardio's <laughs> on point. He can run in that ring all day and chase you down and punch That's the shit point. out of you. But he's got a big old. We don't we we call that a waterfall belly because it just <laughs> kind of waterfalls. He it's says, true. you know, I ain't trying to be in the gym. I'm trying to be in the kitchen. That's where the food's at. <laughs> so, but that's true. But like I feel can, like if you know, he, the cardio is where it needs to be because even even a ten minute match in the ring, like that, that I, don't, I forgot what the statistics was, but it was almost like running like ten miles or whatever. It was like crazy, yeah. like how much cardio you put into it. So it's like, I, I think he has a look. I even like his gator grip finishing maneuver. Like I think he has some cool stuff. I just want him to improve upon it, and I want him to not get lazy because he's shown a lot of yeah, signs to, of laziness. To, the, 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 the signs to me are laziness. The other thing we got to remember, the kid's 19. Like, he's, he's really super young. young. So, I mean, That's think true. about us when we were 19. We right. weren't – I mean, it's hard to grasp the opportunity that you're being given at sure. 19. Sure. I mean, look at Paige. I mean, Paige is one of the few people that I think – Saw the opportunity, grabbed. But she was, she was also, you know, had 13 years experience before even going into WWE yeah. or NXT. Yeah. So like, she's been in, you know, been ring literally in her mom's belly when she's been, you know, tumbling around. Yeah. Um. And that's another thing I want to talk about because we're gonna get to your questions at the very end. Uh, I I want to talk about the NXT Revolution, quote unquote, because I feel like the WWE's dropped the ball on that. I felt like it was exciting. It was exciting at first when you saw. We saw the four horsewomen, you know, Sasha Banks and everyone there and, and Becky Lynch and Charlotte and then Paige was kind of like helping everything. And I love how they were all there together and like that first moment they came back and they were taking Team Bad and all that and the Bellas and doing submissions on them in the ring and the crowd was going crazy. This is awesome chance. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. And we did see improved amount of matches. We saw more matches. We saw longer, longer matches. matches. So we did see that. But I feel like what they did with Charlotte, they should have just done from the out the gate because Charlotte has been the most misused. She's been her and Becky Lynch have been so misused. Yeah. Becky Lynch almost felt like a te like a like a cheerleader, like she wasn't even really doing anything in the ring, and now she's finally getting some movement in the ring. But like Charlotte with her dad, I like that because he you know he's the dirtiest yeah. player in the game. Yeah. I like that she should have been healed from the get go. Mm. But I don't know if she was if she wasn't heel from the, if she was a face like. If she would have gotten the, the the push, I don't know. Like things happen for a reason, I guess. But like, like now she's getting a heel turn, like full on heel, yeah. like full on heel turn. And I well, think I she, think it's so then they can switch page back baby face. That's the way I, I felt don't like. think she did great. I don't think the crowd liked her as I pa think people I don't liked think they her. liked her as as a bad guy. They want to root for Paige and they like Paige and they kind of like her being the the stuck up bad girl. But yeah. 
they can cheer for that if that makes sense. Like like a like a uh, a baby face heel if that yeah. makes sense. Like almost a Stone think Cold. of like a female Stone Cold. Fe- yeah. And that's someone that she's emulated. You know, yeah. she was on Stone Cold's podcast. Really great. You should check it out on the WWE Network. Uh, where she's like, you know, she's emulated Stone Cold, and I can see that because she she's never really changed her character. It's just about how the WWE has written everyone opposing her. Yeah. That's been the main thing. And I also feel like if this is supposed to be the, the Divas Revolution, like where is everyone else? Like it's only been spotlighted on the three or four of them. Like I want to see everyone else getting involved. And of course, you know, Nikki Bella's hurt. She's she's still injured and whatnot. She's she won the Slammy Award for. Whatever. Tits of the year? Uh, I don't know. She won. <laughs> the, <laughs> what know. the fuck? Dude, and also, that's the only award that, that she needs. Slammy award yeah, thing that, is stupid. Yeah. It shouldn't be that long. It, sh- it should be its own separate program on the network. It shouldn't be intermixed with Raw. Mm-hmm. Like, that takes away from matches and times and promos. And also, I I beg to differ. Like, the Usos are that popular? I'm sorry. I'm not saying the Usos aren't good. I like the Usos. But yeah, seriously? Like two Jay, years in a for, row. two years in a row, but also Jay was gone for six months. How do yeah. you become tag team of the year when you weren't even performing in the ring for, for six, six months? months. Yeah. Like I don't get that. Same thing happened with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns was out for like five months, and he won last year. Well, perf- because they they write who gets it. I, yeah, there's no I, way that the fans voted them. No, in. fans voted. Now I think there's a, a couple of the categories they let the fans vote for, but I know they're yeah, not like Kalisto, coolest yeah. oh my god moment of the year, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, that whatever. was totally the that moment was of the year because awesome. I thought that guy died. That was Were great. Were you at my house when we no. watched that? Mm-mm. Oh, it was me, Nate, Corey, and um. Jason was there, and I think Big Big Sean from Grapple Maniacs was there. And this uh, Selena Del Sol from the top of the ladder. Oh my yeah. god, dude! We all looked at each other. Yeah, like, the ladder broke dead, half. right? Like, like the, he dead? Yeah. <laughs> like it, somebody it was nuts. Calls somebody. It was nuts. So. Uh, but th- I mean, I I love that Neville won. Like, I mean, there's some people that really deserve. You know, he's a breakout star of the year. Although I think Kevin Owens could have won it too, and it'd been I've been okay with it. I think because Kevin Owens is so popular, they wanted to give it to Neville to kind of give him like a little Neville, push. I mean, Neville's over. I think I just think he needs he needs a character, and he needs a I mean he needs a gimmick more than I do these spot flips, you know these flippy spots. Like he needs a character, and he needs to get on the mic and do some mic stuff. I just think I just think I love his in ring performance, and he he's very I I consider him for watching him for now the past year or longer than that with NXT. I feel like he's almost like a reincarnation of Ultima Dragon in a really good way, in an yeah. all good way, because he does a lot of Ultima Dragon's moves and whatnot. And uh, I just I like him as in ring, and I think he wows people because he he's doing yeah. stuff at NXT. This is the way I c- equate it. He's still doing NXT stuff in WWE, and we're not getting a lot of stuff, a lot of in ring high flying. No, like no, not at all. Other than other than Lucha Dragons, you're not really getting that high flyer. It's more brawling that you see in WWE. Yeah. And I also hate how. When they are voting for Slammy Awards, it doesn't count for uh, NXT. doesn't count in any of the matches. It was only Raw and SmackDown. Well, they probably don't want to mix everything up and get everybody confused, but I, d- I didn't know. How many? I wonder how many watchers, hardcore fans are watching everything like we are, but like, h- I wonder how many people that watch Raw and SmackDown watch NXT. I I'd, don't. I'd be curious. To be 110% honest with you, I don't. Like, I watch – let me let me break down just my watching habits. Like, I watch Raw – and I will say this, I probably watch 50%, the other 50% is why I'm falling asleep on Monday night, and I may watch it, like, late, like, I keep it on my DVR box, so if I read the next day, like, go to Lords of Pain, read the recap, I'm like, oh, there was a match I missed, or oh, there was a good promo I heard about, I'll watch it, then if not, I'll delete it. Uh, SmackDown, I don't even touch, 
minus if I hear there's like a really good match or a good. Well, promo. you should definitely check out this week's SmackDown just to see how everything yeah, goes because Cena is actually going to show up on yeah. SmackDown for the first time in a few years. Like yeah. he's actually coming to SmackDown. There's uh, Kevin Owens, Deemer, Ambrose, and all. There's going to be some really great matches. That well, there's going to be really great matches for a month, and I can tell you why. You got to understand now that they're on USA Network, they only have 15 hours of primetime programming every week. So that gives you from you know eight to basically eleven o'clock, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Five of those fifteen hours are WWE programming because right. they've got all Monday night and they've got most of Thursday night, and Friday night technically doesn't even really count because most people aren't watching the ad dollars suck on Friday nights anyway. Right. So two of their big nights, Monday and Thursday, are eaten up with WWE, and if the ratings aren't showing. Universal Comcast is going to get pissed. You know, Universal is going to say, "Universal is going to say, hey, you got good ratings for Super SmackDown Live. Why don't you guys move it to Tuesday and go live?" I, in my opinion, I that's think what that's they what should. they need the to do. The ratings are really good. For, I don't remember what they were, but I remember the WWE being surprised at how good the ratings were for yeah. Super SmackDown Live. I think, or even just make Thursday Night Live. But you know, no, wrestlers not going to do that because the reason why WWE's been doing this is because wrestle, most wrestlers don't have to work what two or three days if they're not doing house shows. Yeah. Then it gives them time to travel in between because yeah. you don't have to work Monday. All, all like the big names get to work Monday and Tuesday, Tuesday and then they get the rest they get the rest of the week off, of the week off yeah. unless they're doing a house show or whatever. Yeah. I think a lot, I think that messes up the routine of the. Uh, well, maybe my only thing is, I, I well, I mean, I guess because wrestling fans are wrestling fans, they'll watch no matter what day it's on. Yeah. So if it's on Monday, Tuesday, they'll watch. But for me, I never like, watched SmackDown Live. And the first time I watched SmackDown Live was because it was on Tuesday. Yeah. So um, we normally tape on Tuesdays, so I'll be curious to see what happens. You know, yeah. if they move it back to Tuesdays. They may, like you said, like if the ratings aren't doing When we were on vacation, might, yeah. for example, when Super SmackDown Live was on Tuesday, I was yeah. like watching it. I was like, oh, this is great because I'm not watching anything else on Tuesday yeah. nights. Um, and plus everything was on break, so yeah. it made it really good for them because they didn't have really any competition. But I think that's something rerun. they'll do. And I'm also curious with Mauro Rinaldi, the the new uh, announcer, how he does, how how he leads the show, how he does everything and whatnot. Yeah. So, Deuce. We're going to get to some of our questions. Um, yeah, from our friends at Grapple Maniacs. Yeah. So our first question comes from our good friend, Josh Bauer, JB Designs, Ignition Inc. Folks, January yes. 30th. Don't forget. Artist Alley Evolved. Yep. We're going to be there. Our good friends are going to be there. Yep. We've got Maria Saber from Gothic Sushi. Our good friend, Michael Carey, an artist, will be there yeah, as well. Yeah, him and his big, wife are going to yep, be there. Yep, Michael Carey, art. Check, check him out as well. Good stuff. Good stuff. He's a big listener of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check him out, his artwork as well. Um, he's awesome. And just a lot of our good friends that we've known throughout the last few years are going to be there just doing their amazing things. So definitely check those guys out. Check everyone out. Okay. Tell them the happy hour with Johnny Do sent you. Definitely. So, Josh Bauer. Speaking of that, let's do it now because we haven't done it yet. We have free tickets to give out. We to have Ignition free Inc. tickets to Ignition Inc. Yeah, here's what I want you guys to do at home. Send us an email at hhpot – or excuse me, that's our Twitter – Send us an email to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com and say, in the subject line, I want free tickets. That's you, all you got to say. That's all you got to say. And I'll tell you what, the first two that send us their name saying, I want free tickets, I'll get in touch with you and you guys will have two tickets, two tickets. And we'll mail them out to you. No, we're not we're mailing not them. We're not going to mail out. No, we're, we're doing them at will call. Oh, okay, so they'll hold them at, at the They'll at hold the them at the door for you. Sweet. Yep, yep. Okay, We're that's doing even this better. on the fly, folks. That's even better. Yeah, okay. but it's even better because then you can just pick them up at the door. They'll have your name and everything. So, like I said, the first two people to email me, hhpodcastshow at gmail.com, 
and just say, I want tickets to Ignition Inc. The first two people, you'll get not one, but two tickets. Yep. So definitely do that. And yeah. We'll be excited for that. So Josh Bowers sends us a question. Um, if you had to choose one NXT star now to move up to the main roster, who would that be and why? Bailey. I Well, go ahead. Why? You, wh- what's your reasoning behind it? My reasoning is I think she could be the female John Cena. Um, oh, interesting. I, I really I, I, interesting. I like because that. Because I think, you know, little girls can look up to her. She can go and do the charity work. Sure. You know, she can do a lot of cool stuff. The only downside to it is there's so many people female-wise in WWE right now, especially with the ones they just called up. But if they would really give it a chance and give it a go and give them more time, I mean, with as many females as you have on the roster, you've got three hours of Raw. Why can't they have 30 minutes? I think 30 minutes of the show should be devoted to female wrestling. Uh, for me, it was an easy, easy yeah. first thought. Apollo Cruz, baby. Apollo yeah, Cruz. Apollo, Cruz is, Apollo Cruz is legit. He was Uha Nation around the world. Everyone knows who he is. He's the most talented in ring performer in NXT, hands down. Period. The guy can do anything. He's a brawler. He's a high flyer. He does it all. He's like a comment. He is like a Shelton Benjamin meets Ultima Dragon meets. Uh, Rey Mysterio, the guy does everything. Uh, the guy is awesome. I think he he'd be legit. He, I think he would have some amazing feuds with uh, with Neville, and I think you know it would just add some more oomph to uh, to in, to uh, WWE because WWE is lacking in the high flying and like exciting matches. Although there's a few there, so uh, my answer would be Apollo Cruz. The guy earns it. He's been busting his butt. You know, for so long. So Apollo Cruz is my my answer. Yeah, I really like Apollo Cruz. Now I haven't seen a ton of him. Like I saw. You didn't him see him in Zuha Nation. Uh, well, I saw him when he fought. He fought. I want to say it was Baron Corbin at one of the NXT like takeovers. Re- takeovers. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw whatever the one because he did the one in Brooklyn. Yeah. And then he did the one in London. Yeah. And I saw both of those matches and I liked. He's him. great. Yeah. And I liked him a lot better than that damn Baron Corbin kid. I- well, we'll get into Sean Cook, uh, who's our good friend, who's actually who is the administrator for Grapple. Just Canada. got done finishing the two pound burger challenge at yep. Big Tom's. So we'll get to him because he has a really good end of the episode question. So we'll get to him in a second. But uh, our good friend Brian McCord, uh, he he wanted to know what the what our thoughts are on the alleged signings of AJ Styles because AJ Styles is a big name. I think it's huge, and it's actually funny that you you said that because. I have a group text with Corey and Brian, and yeah. it it goes off like all day. Sure. And he said, uh, w, uh, WWE posting about rumors. This is a first. They actually have a WWE.com inside article talking about are they coming. And it's on oh, WWE's on website. On the actual website. So that tells me that they're coming. And I also, mean, I haven't read the article. I didn't pull up the link. And also, the actual the possibility of actual Balor slash Bullet Club in NXT. I want to see that. I, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I don't want it to be called Balor Club. No, it neither. I don't either. It needs, it needs to be Bullet Club too. Yeah. I agree. I, because that then you know because Bullet Club has the, has the brand recognition that's behind it and the legitimacy behind it. The legitimacy, and it's not just that, but like if Baylor leaves. We're still the Baylor Club, even if Finn Baylor, you know what I mean? Bullet Club, at least, it's kind of like D-Generation X. Members left D-Generation X and things like that, you know. So, but I, I, I really like the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club has basically been doing what D-Generation X did in the 90s better than D-Generation X did it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. really the best Southern stable going. Definitely. 
Oh, he also wanted to know, which we already kind of talked about earlier, about the Royal Rumble match and all that stuff. Because I think, uh, for me, I think it should be interesting. I think it's going to get people... Because Royal Rumble's always been a fun match to watch. We always go oh, to yeah. your house. It's always one of those things where it's like, who's going to show up? Who's going to yeah. show up? It's always really fun to kind of see what happens in those matches. But the fact that, like, they're going to have to be really smart on who they put in now because this yeah. is, like, a legit match. Like, you yeah. have to have a winner. I, I, I personally wouldn't want to see Roman Reigns win it. I want to have someone else, and maybe Roman comes back into it because, yeah. you know, Brock Lesnar's coming back. Yeah. So, how Brock Lesnar winning it wouldn't be a surprise to me. No. Um, Maybe that's why they're doing it that way, so then Brock gets the title. That'd be awesome. Like, right I'd love to see him come. Yeah. And, and, dude, yeah. he's so over. That was one thing that Jim Ross was saying on his podcast. Like, there has been a heel that's been this over since Stone Cold. No. I mean, he is so over. Like, well, think about it. You've, you, you've got the match right. 30 people. He comes in maybe in trick number 20 and just clears the ring out. And it's just choking people out, throwing people out left and right. And then he wins it. And not just does he wins it, he wins it, like, unmercifully. Like, it's just a beatdown. And then, you know, then it's, okay, who's going to stop the beast at WrestleMania? Absolutely. And you get Roman Reigns. I don't know. Somehow he gets a title shot at WrestleMania. But I don't know. I, I always liked thinking, okay, Whoever wins, you know, is going to fight for the title at WrestleMania. I guess this is just the same thing, except for now, you know, somebody's going to fight them because they've got the title. But I um, don't know. Another another question by our, our, our friend Justin Martin. Um, he wanted to know who he thinks going to be the top in the NXT in 2016. Who do you, do you think? I'm probably going to go with ba- Bailey again. She's still going to stay top. I in think the, she's going to stay at the top unless they call her up. And the other thing is, they may not. They may sit on it. They might be like, look, we've got a ton of females up here. Just hold it down, down there. You know, keep doing great matches. I love that one blonde chick. I forget her name now. I'm the one that comes out with the swaffed guys. Yeah. The, uh, no, no, no. The uh, she's blonde and her Danny or something like that. She's got the pink in her hair and she's a gymnast and all that. She was in. The Breaking Ground, they talked to oh, her. She yeah, got, yeah, yeah. I forget what her name is, and you guys... Wasn't she at, dating one of the guys? Like, in no, 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 that's, that's Carmella. Okay, she that's was Carmella. dating... The, yeah. But no, like, she's a... I forget her name now. Oh, my gosh. Well, you guys know at home who yeah. we're talking about. Uh, I actually really like her a lot. I think she kind of has, like, an inner Beth Phoenix in her. Yeah. Um, she's not as strong, obviously, but, like, she's kind of got that force, and she's super, like, like into herself, and, like, she's super confident. And I really, I'd like to see her kind of go up the ladder if she's not hurt. Um, I'd also like to see... I always like to see the Vaude Villains um, make a big break. Um, and also, one of my favorite things about NXT is uh, the, introdu- the the insurgence of Jason Jordan and Clark Gable. Holy crap. That last match they had on NXT just blew me away. And, like, they they feel like – to me, it feels like a they're, they're channeling their inner uh, – Ultimate Dragon and Inner, um, I know I use Ultimate Dragon a lot, but Inner Ultimate Dragon, Inner uh, Kurt Angle, because yeah. they are an amazing tag team, and they just knocked the socks off and take over London. Like, they wow. were insane and take over London. And I loved, I just love everything they're doing. I even think they, they would destroy uh, the Raw right now. Like, they would just yeah. destroy the tag team. I mean, they're that good. I'd love to see them dominate and then get called up. Yeah. I, I, I want them to be NXT tag team champions towards the end of 2016 and get called up. Because they're legit and they're awesome. Because both are legitimate uh, former, like, actual collegiate wrestlers. Like, yeah. they have the background. And uh, so they use a lot of those in their moves in ring. And it's very difficult because 
Kurt Angle is one of the only people that I've ever seen that was able to make that transi- transition flawlessly. Yeah. Like, it's not hard. It's not easy. No. You know, of course, even even as good as Brock Lesnar is, he took him some time to kind of transition. Oh, yeah. We know, sure. saw how difficult it was. He finally made the transition, but it's not easy going from college wrestling, you know, or Olympic wrestling into, you know, into the WWE, it's, you know, um, and whatnot. Because some people become really stiff, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's you know, a little bit difficult to kind of make that transition. But I love what Clark Gable and Jason Jordan are doing. Like, every time I see them, they're just full of energy, and the crowd's eating it up. And um, I'd love to see them really take it um, this year. Well, also, I would really like to see Samoa Joe and uh, James Storm do big things in NXT. Well, didn't James Storm just get called back up to TNA? Mm-mm. Uh, I thought I read somewhere he... Well, he... I read that today, too. And so, who knows, by the time this episode drops, yeah. maybe the smoke will have cleared. I read him on Twitter saying, oh, glad everybody knows where I'm going, except for me, because I'm still at the gym. And, oh, okay. And he's like, Ed, I've got a meeting in Orlando tomorrow. So it's like he kind of shot down the rumors coming oh, okay. back to TNA. Now, who knows? Could be at work. He, he could show up on, on you know TNA tonight. I'm hoping he stays in, in NXT because, like we both said, I think TNA's a sinking ship. And even if you're just in NXT – and you're just working, touring, he can make decent money, and he Absolutely. can be a good trainer. It's a yeah. more of a long-term job, like sure. it's an investment job. Um, and, I, and I like both those guys a lot, and I'd like to see him do some big things. Well, another thing I thought was interesting, too, was, you know, we talked a little bit about AJ Styles, and uh, Josh yeah. Josh Bauer had another question that relates to AJ Styles. He's asking, do you think he goes NXT first, or do you think he goes all the way to the main roster? I think he goes to the main roster. Do you think he I, jumps to the main roster? Yeah, if I was him, I would have the Bullet Club invade the Rumble. Have all five that come be, in as, as Royal Rumble entrants? Because think about it. Because it's 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 AJ, Luke Gallows. I think they signed both the Young Bucks, and there's one other guy that's in there with them. And like they signed all five, so I'm like, if all five go in at the same time, or even if just AJ goes in, the other four like rush the ring. You know, and have it like a Bullet Club invasion kind of storyline. That could be great. Sure, I agree. I think that you know, would and be... And then have them just pick somebody to get in a feud with, like yeah. the Wyatts. Or yeah, have absolutely. Get, you know, tons I of think it would be interesting, for sure. Uh, another question we got from our good friend Jonathan Herr. Um, he was asking about... Who do we, we want to see join NXT this year that hasn't already been rumored? Like someone from Ring of Honor, someone just that hasn't I'd been... I'd love to see Jay Lethal. Oh, Jay Lethal Jay would be Lethal. awesome. Me too. Jay yeah. Lethal is one of the best things going right now. He is. Uh, he, he is amazing. Uh, and, of course, he's Ring of Honor, right? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's Ring, Ring of Honor. Honor. He's uh, Ring of Honor champion right I, now. I, this is going to sound really funny, but I love Cheeseburger <laughs> and, and <Yeah>. Ring of Honor. <laughs> he is awesome. He, he's he's a great in-ring performer. He's super thin and super tiny, but, like, it doesn't matter. I mean, look at Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's my height and weight and whatnot, and, you know, he, he made success. And he's just really good in the ring and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, and he's good on the mic. I yeah, mean, I think know. I think Cheeseburger, <laughs> as funny as it sounds, he might have to change his name, but, like, he's over, man. Like, he's over. Well, it's I, like El Generico. Like, I loved El Generico. And isn't El Generico the one that talks in Lizard? El Generico was Sami Zayn. Okay, then it's not El Generico, but there yeah. was a guy that used to speak only in Lizard. And oh, he, he wore this mask, I don't remember. and he was in an ROH, and he'd be like, and that's how he did every promo. Like He, he would only go yeah. like, like that, and he could do these crazy moves. 
and I loved it. Or maybe El Generico did. I don't recall him speaking. Maybe maybe Sami Zayn did speak in that way, but I yeah, just know but it was matches. like it was only like in, I know in, I know he like was in the matches, speak. and yeah. he, and that was Sami Zayn. He, he you know he's awesome. Okay, uh, well, which Sami Zayn made yeah. in, uh, he made his comeback after having a shoulder injury, which you know hats off to him. Well, I heard I saw some tweets today, and it sounds like he's doing better, and he's going to be coming yeah. back. So well, he just came back to NXT and had a match. Recently. Oh, did he? Good he for had, him. He did, he did, and he kind of he wanted to get his feet wet again and whatnot. And well, I think it's smart if he gets his feet wet in NXT, then goes back because he had literally got called up to the main roster the night he blew his shoulder out, and he might be like, "Look, give me a month or two to bust my ring rust off." Then let me go back to the main roster and I'll kill it. So. Yeah. So, thanks to Jonathan Hur for that question. Awesome. And then of course, uh, Sean Cook got very, very like super end of the yeary. So I want to like kind of hit it now. Oh boy. So if you can't think of one, deuce, no worries. I've been okay. doing my homework on it. Uh, match of the year. Um, mine is. I didn't even have to think about it. I've been saying it five different times throughout the year. Uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn Sasha Banks and Bailey for the the, uh, the, the Iron NXT Man match? the NXT cha- I don't think it was the Iron Man match oh, the Iron Man match was another match no it was just for the the women's championship yeah. match uh, and it w- it blew my socks off like it was the first time Bailey won the NXT women's championship and, uh, from Sasha Banks and it just knocked my socks off the energy the way they were working taking bumps like and they were just they were giving it all, like they were gassed at some point, and they still—I don't know how they found the fortitude to get to get past the match. But Bailey just—that for me made Bailey just go into the stratosphere. Like her, and of course the boss, she's awesome too. But like I feel like Bailey really like went from like this cutesy, fun you know character to like this legit in-ring performer, and like she stole the show. Like the the reverse, or actually it's because <clears throat> Sean Cook and I were talking about what that move is called. The finish off the top of the turnbuckle. We were like, "What is that? Like a reverse Frankenstein or reverse uh, Hurricane Rana?" And I actually, from doing my own homework, it it is a dragon. Uh, it's a Dragonsteiner because that's what Ultimate Dragon would do. He would actually go up, turn, and do a flip reverse. So it is an inverted. Sean will appreciate this. It is technically an inverted Dragonsteiner. So I, I had to look it up. But she did the inverted Dragonsteiner off the top rope, took her out, Bailey to Bailey, and, and, and tagged out. It was just one of the best matches. I, I didn't care if it was female or male. It just blew me away. They sold the match. Even the commentators were selling it. I mean, the crowd was into it. Great production values from the full sale people. Just Favorite match, bar none, hands down. Favorite match of the year. It's fantastic. Now you're on the spot. Do you have a favorite match at all? I would say, without doing a bunch of homework and research, the first uh, Brock Undertaker match. Just uh, oh yeah, because that one was really good. Like the other two after that, I didn't like as much because I don't think it had the feel of the first one. But just like I've even got a picture of it on my phone of when Brock had him out and then. He sits back up and he starts like Brock's laughing, and then Undertaker sits up and is like laughing at him and has that crazy looking yeah. face. Like I've got that picture on my phone. Yeah. And like that night, we had a bunch of people over and we had you know had a good time. But like I remember that match having a lot of like ooh and ah moments. Like holy shit, did you see that? Because lately, that's the thing with wrestling. Some of these matches are just like you know oh, okay whatever. Yeah. But like when you've got a whole room of you know ten people's undivided attention, that's a really good match. Yeah. Um, also, I thought we'd just kind of make this the last two questions. Sure. Uh, favorite female performer of the year and favorite male performer of the year. I think you and I are both unanimous. Uh, Bailey for female performer of the year. You know. Or are you gonna go someone in in WWE? Yeah, I'm thinking if I'm going female, it's it's probably gonna be a toss up between 
Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Because I really think what both of those girls have been doing is great. I just think now that they've gotten out of the NXT system and now they're in WWE, they're kind of having to play in the WWE's world. Well, and they're my, not getting the time that they deserve. Well, my, yeah, my problem is I don't think I've seen Sasha Banks much since she's, she came since over. Since she's left, you ain't seen shit from her. No. And that's the thing that sucks. Like, she was so phenomenal, they put her in Team Bad, and it's like, you know what, that's bad for Sasha's back because she's got to carry them two bitches. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. So uh, I'd probably just go with Bailey just because of that one match. Yeah. Knock my and socks the Bailey, off. Bailey has been pretty good, but yeah. I, like I said, I really my heart would go with Sasha Banks or, or Charlotte because I'm mm. really digging Charlotte. I like her character. She's great in the ring. Uh, she's great on the mic. I like now that that's brought Nature Boy back because Nature sure. Boy is like one of my all-time favorites, yeah. definitely probably top three. Yeah. Um, of all time, so I'm I'm really really like and mine that. and my favorite favorite male performer of the year was I didn't have to think about it Kevin Owens man Kevin Owens Ooh, stole the tough. show Kevin Owens stole the show the moment he came in to beat John Cena he he set a, a record he set a statement and, you know he set a precedence like I I'm bad I'm I'm awesome doing moonsaults because the thing about half the crowd probably didn't even know who because some people don't watch NXT yeah. or haven't seen his Ring of Honor days and whatnot so his independent circuit they don't know who Kevin Cena is. is so seeing this guy this you know, close to 300-pound guy doing a moonsault off the top. Like, Holy no one shit, has really yeah. seen that, not since, you know, like a Bam Bam Bigelow or a, or a Vader or something like that doing moonsaults. Like, people haven't seen that in years. Uh, just the way he moves and just the different innovative moves he does in the ring, like, excellent. And pop-up powerbomb is fun to watch in the oh, ring. Yeah. It's a spectacle, uh, which, you know, you really need to have people sell it, which, you know, they do a great job of. Um, so Kevin Owens is my uh, wrestler of the year. I'm not going to lie, I'm going to probably have to, to go along with you. Uh, but I will say this, the very close neck-and-neck neck second is Dean Ambrose because I've really been liking what he's doing Like because it's hard. Like He's trying so hard. You know, He's pushing his character so hard, but there's only so much he can do because they're only giving him so much screen time. But yeah. I think every second on when he's on that TV, you can't keep your eyes off him. Uh, my runner-up, if you will, because you had a runner-up, I would go with Seth Rollins. Uh, the guy just brought it every single match. Yeah. He made Randy Orton look good. People talk about that move where he flipped up in the air and, and Randy caught him with the, with the uh and When he was going to do the curb stomp at WrestleMania. He, he caught him with the RKO, and I'm like, dude, that was all That was all Seth Rollins doing that. Yeah. I mean, that Seth Rollins, he, he I was iffy at first with him. I liked the Shield stuff, but him breaking from Shield, I was like, eh, I don't know. And then he really worked on his mic skills. Like you could tell he put the time in to work on the mic skills. And like he's just, you want to hate the guy. You want, you want, you don't want to like him. And that's the whole idea. Is like if if you get people want to have some sort of emotion being elicited yeah. from you because if someone like, and I hate to say this, but someone like Baron Corbin, where no one even cares, like that's where you have a bad. That's that's a big red flag there. Yeah. Where. I'm sorry, Baron Corbin. I don't care about your look. I don't care about your finishing maneuver. You don't help elevate matches. You're not. You're not even just a good heel. You just aren't anything. I. You don't exist in my world. I'm sorry, Baron Corbin. I yeah. don't care at all about you. That's from Johnny Womack said that. So uh, I don't know what Deuce's thoughts are on Baron Corbin. I agree. I'll back Johnny's play on that one because I just don't give a shit. And he just he, he especially on that uh, that breaking ground. Yeah. Like he's like he's a oh, dick. A, he's like he's a like, dick. He's a straight up he's dick. A real, and I'm like it's it's a sh it's it's a shoot not a work. Yeah. Like, it's like this is just he's just an asshole all the time. Even what what was it? Uh, Scott Hall came on the yeah. show and he's like, people was like you're a prick. He's like, yep. People you know he tried to be a good boy and then realized you're a prick. I'm like, yep. yep. I I don't care. 
He and I feel like everyone around him, like that. You talk about the Apollo Cruz Corbin match. Yeah. It looked good because Apollo, Apollo Cruz was made it look good. Apollo Cruz made it look good, and I'm just like I, I have seen nothing that other than him being a tall guy with tattoos and he has that dark look. Like I don't see anything remotely interesting in him. I don't like the way he moves. He's stiff. He doesn't do anything. I just don't. Sorry, Baron Corbin. You're 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 the worst performer of the year. That's the award going <laughs> the to you, worst sir. Worst performer of the year. Okay, one last question because I know sure. we're trying to wrap it up. Uh, do you think, and this you could put this in a prediction, uh, do you think the Shield will reunite between now and 2017? So in the next year, three 365, do you think I, we'll see it? I would Shield love reunion? to see it for a few reasons. I think Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns have done a good job by themselves. Like if they ever but came they back. They use it. They if really they ever could. came back together, yeah. holy crap. Like how good they are in the elevation – because think about it, when the, when the Shield came out, people, if you didn't know about Florida Championship Wrestling and all the old school promotions, like you knew yeah. about Seth Rollins or Tyler Black or whatever, yeah. like you knew about the characters that these people were originally, but like if you didn't follow that, they were unknowns to you, yeah. you know, and they were very quiet and stoic, like people, they, none of them talked, Dean Ambrose is the only one that was like crazy, yeah. you know, lunatic fringe um, and whatnot. But now they've all done well on their own. All three of them done well on their own, coming back as like a force, like that would make their their stable even stronger well and that would be the thing like think about it you know brock lesnar wins the royal rumble roman reigns like dude i can't beat this guy on my own i need help they reform the shield and the three of them all go after that'd him. be I amazing because that could... you would actually root on baby faces jumping somebody yep. at that point because you you're would. like you hate brock lesnar so much and he's so big you're like yeah you need more than one yep. guy sure you could actually root on baby faces back jumping somebody so, big shout-out to Grapple Maniacs, um, our good friends, Josh Bowers, Sean Cook, Brian McCord, Justin Martin, Jonathan Herr. Uh, all thank you so much for sending your questions here. Um, as well, Deuce, people need to start sending in questions because we're our, I know we said this last time, we're actually going to look at our calendar uh, for February because we've been really bu- busy with guests, but we're going to pick down an actual date for the mailbag episode. And we're probably the end of February. Probably end of February. Week. Yeah, the last week of February probably. So check out the next broadcast we will have. So when you're listening to this, the following Tuesday, uh, listen for that episode because we'll actually talk about, you know, when the date is. Yeah. So definitely send your line, hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Uh, of course, you know the drill, at hhpodcastshow on Twitter. Happy hour uh, podcast show uh, on Facebook yep. and of course uh, there's three hashtags you want to put in your social media it That's is right. hashtag happy, happy hour podcast hashtag HH podcast show and hashtag deuces on the loose, loose. see you